Welcome to the to the to the podcast experiment. Dave, podcast experiment. Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave, and I'm Vic, and here we go. Kind of like secretly, like I don't really like that movie. But movies I, like that everyone loved, say it, you know, like movies that everyone loved but you hated. That I hated, or may, I was thinking movies everyone loved, like I've never seen. You know, right. but again, you're kind of like ashamed like to it. admit, like you know, I've never seen that movie all yeah. the way through. Reminds me of the uh, the Family Guy where he hasn't seen The Godfather. He's like, I don't like The Godfather. He's like, what? He's like, just I don't like The Godfather. Every time I turn it on, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around a table talking. It's like I don't get it. <laughs> it's like how could you not like The Godfather? It's got Pacino. I know, I know, Pacino and De Niro. And I, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> He's like, to be honest with you, I've never seen the whole thing. <laughs> Very a, funny. That's hilarious, though. Uh, to, be, to be honest with you, I've never seen He's like, it insists upon itself. <laughs> what does that even mean? It insists upon itself. I don't like it. I love that. And then, they, and then it ends with, uh, you know what movie I like? The Money Pit. And they all go, oh, yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> Surprised I liked it. Surprise, like a movie I, like. I didn't think I would like, but it turned out to be really good. She has one so bad it's good. So bad it's good. I, I like that. I think she would be referring to like you know uh, sorority boys. Or <laughs> no, no, you mean uh, <laughs> white chicks? White chicks <laughs> or uh, or uh, or uh, light? Uh, if looks could kill. Oh. <laughs> I was Richard uh, Greco. I was watching a. Uh, one of my favorites is Silverado was on. Okay. And like Linda Hunt. Is in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. All Star Silverado is just fantastic. By the sure. way, it's like All Star cast and stuff. And I was talking about Linda Hunt, and I was talking about her because, if you remember, she won an Oscar for playing a man. Yes. In the Year of Living Dangerously. Yeah. Nowadays, people get upset when like Scarlett Johansson is going to play a transgender, but like she played a man like 30 years ago in a movie and won an Oscar. Yeah. And she's like, "What else has she been in?" I'm like, "Well, she was like the head of the division in If Looks Could Kill," and she's like, "Oh yes." <laughs> That's the movie where he's like walking up the side of the buildings. <laughs> she got all excited because she she relies on me to like if we'll be watching a movie, my wife will be like, "I know that actor. Tell me, tell me where I know him from," and I'll be like, "I mean, you know this didn't actually happen, but for an example, I'll be like, oh, that's Linda Hunt. She won an Oscar for Year of Living Dan. She's this and blah blah blah.'" And she's like, "No, no, no, keep going, keep going." And I'd be like, no, I don't know. "If I looks could kill," and she'd be like, "That's it, you know, like that. That would be the one." So like you know me, where would I remember her from? That's great. <laughs> uh, and this is one. I mean, this covers a broad topic, but movies I won't see. Like you just won't see. Like I have no interest in that movie. I, I gotta tell you. Even again, if it's like a big hit movie, like you gotta see this movie. It's like I'm, not, I'm never valid gonna see there it because I have those. Yeah. I have those, and I mean, I know I have those because there's movies now. I, I was talking. And you about just it. know you're never gonna see. It. Like, oh, you gotta see that movie. Shows, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna. <laughs> but I, like, I never I'm, do. I mean, it's not a movie, but like, I'm never going to see Orange is the New Black. <laughs> I don't care how good you tell me it is. It's like, no, dude, it's a, you got to see this movie. It's like, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> it's just not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like, I know me. I know I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> I also think about <laughs> things like, like Harrison Ford's acting. And I think Harrison Ford... Uh, to us on our age generation he's like the quintessential man and it's and it's not because of all of the big things 
it's also because of the the little things. There's times where he just talks matter of factly about a thing, and you're like, yeah, like he sells it. I've hmm. talked about how he sells Star Wars, how he talks to a droid and a Wookiee. He doesn't overdo it, and he doesn't overdo it. He doesn't underdo it, and he doesn't do it like a in a wooden way. He does it like this is this is his real world, and he interacts with these things, and <clears throat> he interacts with C three PO, and he's like, I don't know where he is, you know. Oh, I don't know. You know, like where is Master Luke? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but like the way that he's doing it, you buy it. You buy that he's really like annoyed with this thing. Or he's talking to Chewbacca and Chewie's like, you know, he's like, what, what are you doing? You're, you're pulling both of these. He's like, put them back I'm right trying now. To, right, I'm, I'm trying to get us out of here, and you're pulling. Put it back now. He's like, yeah, go, go ahead, try it. Just turn it off, turn it off. Like just that, and the way that he does it sells the thing. He sells Star Wars more than good makeup and effects does. Because you buy that, like, there's a real guy interacting. You know, Greedo comes up. Greedo looks ridiculous. When he comes up and starts talking to him, he's like, hey, man, hey. He's like, hey, Greedo, take it easy. Like, suddenly you're, you're buying it. And it was, Han, it, was, it was Harrison Ford who did it. And you can go through scenes, and it works. Even right down to him seeing Lando for the first time. Lando's a person, and he's like, you got a lot of guts coming over here, you know, after what you pulled. And he's like, he he literally doesn't say anything. The expression is, he's like, who, me? Yeah. Like, he literally is like, what? And, like, Lando goes to swing on him, and he and he puts a, he blocks it, if you notice. Yeah. But he's also, like, he's more surprised that, like, this guy's swinging on Like, why would you swing on me? Like, he literally he does that. And it's super, it's really good. That's him as, as Han Solo, but he does it in all of his movies. You know, I did not kill my wife when he says <laughs> when he says that in uh, in Fugitive, and 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 Tommy Lee Jones says, "I don't care." Mm-hmm. But the w- that exchange, like you buy everything, like because because it's it's ridiculous. Like some some of the stuff that we watch, like I'm watching a Mission Impossible, which is great. And <clears throat> when it switches into exposition dialogue, which isn't bad. It's hard to sell. You don't realize. Not only is it hard to sell, but if you think about it, like you think about how we did. G acting is easy. The, the segments on, on Nothing Good, right? On your old mm-hmm. cable uh, public access cable show, Nothing Good. Cable 8. <clears throat> we, would do, we would do a little segment called... G acting is easy where we would recreate a scene and the first thing that we would realize when we're doing it is this is like ridiculous any scene we would do like the things that are happening in it are just kind of silly and we have to buy it to even start and we're doing a joke version of it I wonder if that was just the scenes we were doing or do you think just like as an actor you could kind of fall into that like what am I doing? I'm in like a fake set with right. 20 people around me. Even if you're doing like a serious scene, right. it's like, this is kind of silly. Like I'm but, but that, but acting that's, like a, but a that's mobster. The point. In but, a, in right. A, and that's the point. The point that I'm making is none of this is hard. I mean, I should say none of this is easy. It's hard actually. to sell. Any, any it's actually it. very hard, especially when 
you're actually just saying things like uh, that sound almost canned. Like it's the definition because I needed of- because I needed you know we needed to get the plans from the you know from that thing to do the this. It's like oh, and they have to believably say it. I guess it's the definition of fake. Yeah. You're in a fake room with fake people pretending to be something you're not, and you got to, like, say the lines. And you have In to, life, you just say you, lines as they come into your head, but now you've got, like, they've been rehearsed and changed and rehearsed again, so you got to, like, sell as if you're saying them for the first time. And I think what's really clever about things like a scene or an Mission Impossible, because we had recently just seen that, there are times where we don't really care about the exposition we care about the inflection and the <clears throat> the subtext that's going on between the two characters so they, there's a scene where like elsa like in mission impossible 6 elsa starts to follow tom cruise mm-hmm. and she's following him and that whole alone like we had just had like this pulse pounding like action scene, so we needed a rest. So that scene of her following him is like a rest. It's like a montage where he's like w- turning corners and she's like trying to keep up with him. And it's like beautifully, like it's tracked, but it's not like one for one tracking. And and you're following the 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 like him turning these corners and her following seeing what's going on her turning the corner until she finally comes around the last corner and he's standing in the distance staring right at her that's like a movie in itself but then when they show up and they start talking it's like oh the you know the plans of this and you should have this and that what they're actually saying doesn't matter because what matters is their interaction and so the subtext was much more important than the words. But then at the end, when he's talking to his wife, they're having an emotional scene, and the words are really important. And the acting and the words are, I mean, are very good. It's... Acting, G acting is not easy. G, G acting ain't easy. I think, well, I think we were also. <laughs> I know another we were, good it was show. a ton of, tongue was, in cheek. Yes, I think we were showing how not easy it is because we just <laughs> because stunk we were at just acting. Bad, <laughs> right? I got it. I got it. The irony was not lost on me twenty years. But it's ago. also the idea of you probably think like making an action movie is easy. Like you don't have to be that great of an actor, and and a lot of times it's true when you look at like a Schwarzenegger or something. You could just kind of like act in these. But to make a good action movie is probably harder than having a scene sitting around a dinner table or something because we've all done that. Right. So we could know how to fake like being angry with your sister-in-law yes. or something like that but like how many of us have been like hanging out of an airplane or talking about like the secret plans or something or especially you know like harrison ford said you could write this shit but you can't say it but right? you can't say it's it. like hard to talk about like the, the plans you know. and the, the yeah i used the, to bullseye womp rats in my t16 <laughs> back home they're not much bigger than two meters you but know, you like, see, the thing you, is how this you sell that well that's how you sell it <laughs> exactly the way you did though and and you you did that because you were both taking a, the the worked over line said properly, but then you're committing it to memory and then putting a wash on it yourself to make it sound like real talk, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the game and the and the hard part. Like Aaron Sorkin had talked about how <clears throat> there's like a type of speak 
he called it, you know, like like a patois. You know, like you know, patois is like a um, yeah, a mixture of like French and and Creole. I yeah. think it is, um, <clears throat> and and it's become its own sort of slang, right? And so, uh, Aaron Sorkin was talking about how he loves when there's a the patois of like a of like a skill set. I think it was Aaron Sorkin, but it also could have been um, David Mamet because I got those master's class. It's really good. But anyway, um, I'm pretty sure he's talked about how the patois of like the regular speak of, of people, sometimes it's better if you if it's not explained because we know when it sounds genuine. And so then we don't need to know like the thing so like so like uh Aaron Sorkin wrote this the social network he has l- a couple of moments in there where somebody will be talking about like a computer something like with hacking and he'll use real jargon he says I have no idea what this means but I know it's real and it both shuts up people that are like you know sticklers for like real stuff but then it's just enough that then you can stop doing it because we as an audience then trust Oh, these are these are professionals, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so then you can get back to the drama, and I think that's really clever. And I also, but that's the game, right? It has to the writing has to work, and then the the actors have to sell it like they're really there doing that thing. <clears throat> and I know like actors want to do like, um, you know, like they they want to do like a ride by a, a ride along with a cop, or they want to do. A, they don't really need to do any of that shit. But the reason why they do it is because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for like that to be able to like to get on that wavelength, so they will feel. Um, they'll sound genuine. That's really all anybody wants. You know, that's one of. The, so so I I just think I've been, I've been thinking a lot about all that kind of stuff and so you think a lot i do that's why i that's why we gotta we gotta podcast more i'm podcasting in my head yeah like crazy it's nuts so um what scene have you that that would that what's a what's a scene that we could um take apart or think about or explore well to me like i say i was thinking today about uh, Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan the scene where I don't know why I was thinking about it. I saw scene. something on YouTube about Star Trek the other day so maybe I've been thinking about Star Trek lately and it's a scene where Khan first confronts Kirk like at this point Kirk doesn't even know Khan is still alive or anything that's going on you're alive just, I think I like it because it encapsulates everything about like who Kirk is and like his character and the please, coolness of Captain please, Kirk please continue how he thinks, how he, uh, how he is as a leader. I like the part. I think, with respect to the Millennium Falcon, I think like the Star Trek and the USS Enterprise is like my favorite all time like science fiction Shit. vessel. Yeah, one of the things I liked about the new Star Trek, as a side note, with you know the J.J. Abrams, it, they do a lot with the. The Enterprise. Yeah. It's like it's like its totally. own character. Even in the second Star Trek Beyond, it's all about they've come across that other big ship that uh, Peter Weller has, right? And they have to like, you know, figure out a way to get through the shields. And at one point, like crashes through the clouds. They like land, crash the Enterprise and stuff, or they crash the other ship. Yeah. But um, 
So I also like how that scene plays out. You know, utilizing you know, the used prefix code and that's I mean it's not like a oh, huge yeah, deal, yeah, but yeah. like no, no, that was that was a great scene. And I like how it's kinda like the old I know the way uh Reliance Gene, Command. Gene Roddenberry, I guess, created it to be like an old seafaring like he was supposed to be like Horatio Hornblower sure. in space or something. It is kinda like two ships meeting face to face, except they're in space, but it's kinda like two old old you know, pirate ships or whatever. Stand squaring off. Squaring and, off yeah. against each other. They each have cannons on each other. Who's going to fire first? That type of thing. But like, I just, as a scene, if like I show anybody like one Star Trek scene, if they've never seen Star Trek before, it encompasses it's, like it's, hundreds of hours of television shows and movies. But like that one scene is like why I love, like Captain Picard's better. Like I'm sure you could pick a scene where Picard's really cool, but like, well, so, so that's the Kirk scene. Let right me there. ask you this. For you, for that scene, where does that scene begin? Because if you remember, <laughs> if you remember, Kirk brings Bones and Spock into his quarters, and and they, he shows them he shows <laughs> them the um the, the Genesis, the Genesis video. video, which is a, an amalgam of th- other things, right? Which yeah. made okay, great scene they, in itself. Great scene in itself. And when they, you know, at the at the end, it's remarkable. It truly is Genesis. Yes. And they're all doing that talk. And then it, the scene is broken <laughs> when Savick comes in and says. Yeah, she comes on the con. She's like, you know, sir, like there's a ship approaching. It's Reliant. It's one of ours. It's, it's, it's Reliant. Reliant. And then the music goes. Right. That, that's so when that's it, when it that, That's exactly right. when it that's starts. The, and Kirk like gets up. <laughs> You know, he starts to get up and go to the bridge, and like that's when the music kicks in. Right, and so and, and because we know something, we that know that they we're don't. ahead of them. Yeah, we're ahead, and of that them. is very exciting because yeah. it's like, oh snap, bad guys are coming, and they don't know. And it's almost like Kirk, you don't. Like, oh he no, know, like right. the Reliant's going to get the upper hand on him, and it's, I do. Have and to they say, get jumped. Kirk's a little slow in responding there because mm, they cause get jumped. He's, you know, he's he's giving the benefit of the doubt because yeah, he knows the Reliant. He's even. I'm trying to think. They haven't spoken to the Reliant. No, what was great yet, was if you remember, they 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 say something's this, they say something's down, and uh, and they says, you know, why can't we get them on? This is the uh, in on the Enterprise. They say something like um, the coil emissions are overloading their comm signal. And then, and it, what's really <laughs> great is the shot is Kirk whips his head over to to it, Spock as the uh, as the. The shot racks focus. It turns and racks focus to Spock, turning to his console to check out. Like, and then as he's checking, he's like, "Coriol emissions are fine." And then it yeah. cuts to Reliant, and they say, "Lock." He turns to Spock and he goes scanning, and he looks in that little that little thing, that little visor. But I mean, it was but great. You touched on another thing that's great about Star Trek is like the Kirk Spock relationship because you also get that in that scene that like Spock completely trusts Kirk. And I always thought that, like, Vulcans are so logical and so, like, super smart that you would think, like, Spock would make a better captain or Spock is, like, ahead of Kirk. Right. I'm not saying he has emotions that he thinks, like, I should be captain, but, like, you think sometimes, like, Spock's off to the side, like, I want to, like, I would handle this completely differently. <laughs> like, you know, why so is Kirk better. taking so long <laughs> to come up to this decision? Like, Spock already knows what to do, but it's not like that. I think. That's why Vulcans can't take the Kobayashi Maru test because there's right. like a, f- not a flaw, but the fact that they have no emotions, they're not like a complete leader. Right. Whereas Kirk, he's not as smart as Spock, but he's got like instincts. He's got like the emotion 
that you need maybe in a battle or in a, a tense situation like that. Yeah. So this scene also shows that, like, I don't know if Spock was captain. I don't know if they get out of it the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the and fact they that Kirk, jumped. he has, like, three-dimensional thinking, so to speak. Sometimes being, like, logical like a computer. Isn't enough. You don't, it's right. You don't see the other, and if, the other if way I'm, to get out of the situation. And if I might add, because we were talking about Mission Impossible 6, that was also a really good point in Mission Impossible 6. And that was... Um, you know, Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. comes up to Tom Cruise, and he and he and he's On the they're, they're they're talking about yeah. the thing, and he, and and he says, he points out, he says, "You failed." That you know, the reason why he, you know, Tom Cruise is like, "Look, we have to make sure we get there. We have to. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to get these things back, these plutonium cores, so that we don't, you know, they don't detonate." He's like, "Yeah." And we wouldn't have had that problem had you not failed. You failed. Mm-hmm. You chose a person, and now the world is at risk. And they showed that part in the trailer. But, yeah. but, but what was very, very good and very, very creative was he says, you failed because you chose a person. You thought that one person's life was more important than this other thing. And because of that, I'm go- I trust you. Because I am putting some see it my, as a weakness. I see it as a strength. Yeah, and he says he says and and he says I, because I am put myself on the line for exact for you, and I know that now now you know that I've done that for you. You're going to do the same for me. And I was like, whoa! I I I, I thought that was very creative because they could have left it there at at the blemish of like you failed, and it's a, him redeeming himself. Yeah. But that wasn't a, it. Wasn't that at all? It was. I'm trusting you. This I'm trusting that that choice that you made, which wasn't a Vulcan logical choice, but it was a feeling choice. I'm I'm trusting that you're going to carry that out to its fullest extent and actually save the day. Mm-hmm. And, it, and he was right. But it was cool. And, and so the same thing goes with this this scene in, in Star Trek, because like, you know, not only does. Yes, they got the, the, the bad guys get the drop on them. But then the very, very clever thing was they get the drop on him. He says, well, you know, I'm trying to buy us time. Yeah, and he's like... So he says, get the... Some people would just be like... Uh, the codes you know. for Reliance Command. They're like, Reliance Command. Like, just do it. Yeah, well, before <laughs> that, they're like, you know, the, the Reliant wishes exactly. to discuss terms of our surrender. Surrender. He's like, he thinks for a second, he's like, put him on screen. Captain, do it while we still have time. Right, like, it was great. He doesn't intend to surrender. But he no, just, no, he's he, just buying he's whatever buying I can time. do to buy myself like a minute figure. <laughs> I got to figure out a way out of this he's thing. Not, he's not going to... He doesn't surrenders? stop. He just keeps going he's forward. Captain like Kirk, he doesn't surrender. No, no retreat. Like, no surrender. Wait, wait. That's like, not Star Trek. <laughs> they're like, Captain. He's like, do it. Oh, we still have time. Oh, it's so good. And he kind of like wipes the sweat off his brow and he, yeah, like he fixes pats- himself a little bit so he's like presentable to the enemy. And then yep. Khan comes up and then the classic where he's like, you know, I I punch intend up. to yeah. swim when I swing around. I intend to rid you of your life. And then he tells Tell, him, do, do the do the line. You know it. <laughs> what, 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 Surely I have made my meaning plain, Admiral. <laughs> I intend. I intend to do. No, he's like. Surely I have made my meaning plain. I mean to avenge myself upon you, Admiral. I've deprived your ship of power, and when I swing around, I mean to deprive you of your life. Damn. But I wanted you to know first who it was who, who had beaten you. you. And then and Kirk <laughs> just listens at. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then he gets the idea to call up the prefix code. And nobody else understands, like, you know, even Reliance like Sulu Command. and, yeah, yeah. like, uh, Savik don't understand what's going on. But Spock is, like, the prefix code. It's, like, it's all we've got. And, like, 
He is pretty clever. And he keeps he like might have it. keep nodding as though I'm still giving orders. <laughs> Spock just does it like Spock's just totally like again, like maybe Spock would have thought of that, maybe not. But they're down. But he's not gonna say, like, Captain, what about the prefix code? <laughs> he's kinda like he I don't know if he knows Kirk will get out of it, but it's almost I mean, like he's like a little bit in awe of Kirk. He's just like I'm got my I'm in good hands. The thing the thing I actually really like about Kirk, uh, about Spock in in Wrath of Khan and and he's only like this in only one other movie and that's um it's actually the JJ Abrams Star Trek movie. Not only like you said, not only does he rely on Kirk and really really trust him, but you get the sense even though he's he's very like curt with his with his words like he doesn't overly embellish Mm -hmm. right but you get the sense that they know each other really well and that they really do like support each other with their strengths yeah the two halves like they need each other they complete each other they definitely do and you get that that sense like very clearly and so why I, I think he's that's, captain and why he's yeah I, I think that's very very cool um, that that was just a good touch that I think that the actors brought out of the script and he is like now that I think of it he is Captain Spock yeah the Enterprise is his yeah but like early he in the movie hands it off he knows when they're going into battle he's like you should take over basically you know he says like he says he says if it, and and I'm gonna get this I'm not gonna get this 100 percent right but he says. Uh, and the, the, he starts out by saying something like, should I be so bold? He says, this is a training mission. And if we're going to go by, uh, you know, like by the book, the training, mm-hmm. then when times are, you know, like serious, the senior man has to take command. You're the senior, com- you're, you're the admiral. Yeah. You take command. Like that was a very clever way of sort of doing that now, now you I know have the no line. ego to bruce it's like you proceed from a false assumption i'm a vulcan i have no ego to bruce that, that was just and he says it so well yeah like he sees leadership of the ship to kirk because he knows that like if they're going into battle that's the way you want kirk's the guy and he proves himself right yep yeah. i i think was also very clever though is in in the jj abrams star trek uh the seasoned spock knows that too he he says he sees young kirk and he goes you're not the captain? <laughs> and he's like, no, you're the captain, remember? Yeah. He yeah. says to Spock, he says, you're the captain. And he's like, oh, it's like something's wrong here. But not because he's in charge. He knows that there's things that Kirk is better at. And if you... And and, and logically, he should be and, and it was, the and captain. It, right, and, and it was so Vulcan good. Logic. There's that whole moment where he says, he says... You know, you hate me. We're not friends. You know, then now I'm talking about J.J. Uh, Abrams, mm-hmm. Star Trek. But he says, you know, you hate me. We're not friends and this and this and that. And, uh, and Spock says, no. He says, you have to get back command. He doesn't tell him how. He says, you have to do it. He says, and he's like, I am in pain. You have to get me to show it. Remember? Mm-hmm. And, he, yeah. and, and that's like, that was really good. He, he was speaking with that same level of confidence as he was speaking to Kirk in, um, you speaking to him like he was his friend, too, and he, he's speaking the same level of confidence that he was in Star Trek: uh, Wrath of Khan, and it was really good. What's also good is there's the whole Kobayashi Maru um, in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek where we learn that Kirk won by cheating, 
and that's a whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, he cheated, and you know, he talks in front of the whole. He thinks group outside and the box, well, yeah. And then later, when he's with older Spock, and he's like, "You're gonna have to," you know, he's like, "There's a, a Starfleet regulation that says that a captain can't be in charge if they're, uh, you know, emotionally compromised." He says, "I just watched my planet die. I am emotionally compromised. You have to get me to show it." And he does this great little thing, and they're talking, and and he says something like, uh, as he's leaving, he's getting ready to go, Kirk kind of leans in and goes, you know what, coming through time and doing all this, you know, that's cheating. And Spock, like, leans over and looks at him, and he says, yeah, and I learned that from an old friend. And that seals the deal. (laughs) I love how that moment, like, it literally closes the loop, and and it convinces Kirk not only that, he is he does have to take command right but that this guy that he he they hated each other like they hated each other he's like oh maybe we will become friends and it, like it literally closes the loop there's this moment in there it closes the loop it's brilliant um i don't know that, that's one that we should watch again so we i think what it. we're doing we're talking about a bunch of things uh, and we're about to wrap up. But uh, one of the things we were trying to figure out, and this is, I guess, we could even call this kind of like a planning session. But one of the things we've been trying to figure out is uh, we started out talking about a scene, but we were also talking about um, off off uh, off tape. We were talking about a couple of different segment ideas or show ideas. And one of them was revisiting old movies or movies that we've seen before, maybe rewatching them and talking them, uh, about them again. See if they still hold up, I or maybe we saw them when we were younger, and now that we're in a different place in our lives, if they're the same. Or Yeah, and so I, we're trying to make a, a, a list of a couple of things, and we can even make a, uh, you know, maybe we could put it out there to some, some listeners and give us some suggestions, but I think we could even start with stuff like that, and we can just pick a... a because the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie is a, a good one to to go over, but I'd also be down to look at. You had mentioned seeing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, just, that just happened to be on. Let's do that. Time. Well, anyway, so maybe that's what we'll do. The little movies that we want to call attention to. Probably a lot of people haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But it's like there you a go. Great movie. A lot of talent involved. A lot of talent involved. That people don't realize like, oh, that person wrote it, and that person directed it, and that person's in it. It's like, and then we can even get scenes out of that. We were talking about scenes. But that led us to this scene breakdown. I don't know what we would call it. We need names for these. We need like names for <laughs> things too. De- scene deconstruction. But I think this was pretty good, and I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, we we should we should do some of that. What do you say? Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else about that scene. Like I said, it's just it encapsulates everything I love about Star Trek. Well, into one and then scene. and then well, what, what's also great about that scene? And he, out, it he ends out, with a space battle. It ends with a space battle. The great music. I mean, just as a film, like Drama. the editing, the music. And he basically outsmarts the superior intellect of one guy. Yeah. And he, he, he's, he's and ahead of uh, Spock, who's super smart and mm-hmm. super logical and everything. But he's just like he wins. The Kirk. Kirk wins. The Kirk but intellect. the best part of that, my part, in my opinion, after all of that, he doesn't even take credit for it. No, I did nothing. That so was I great. Caught my britches they, down. <laughs> they, they, they literally they beat the bad guys and they fly away. Yep. 
and someone turns and he doesn't try to like overdo it and win the battle because he knows he's still wounded and he's lucky to get out of there exactly and not dead so legit says we damaged them they can't hit us back let's get out of here while we can't regroup right and what was great was the the someone turns and says you did it sir yeah Mm -hmm. that's good it's really really good love it all right well thank you uh this has been the podcast experiment i'm dave and i'm vic and uh We really got to figure out a way to sign off. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah.